you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. For the past week, we've been looking at something that I believe is very important to God that we grasp. And on Sunday, he said to us through the statement our Lord Jesus made to Jairus, he said to him, do not be afraid, only believe. Do not be afraid, only believe. And today, he's still saying the same thing to you and I. And on Wednesday, we took time to look at how we must take it not lightly. You know, once they put the word only to something, then you can think that only means it is simple. It only means simply. That's just do this one and that's all. You know, I told you the story of my wife went to the market and was prizing a malam. And she said to the malam, I'm going to pay you with mint. You know, mint naira. And the malam said, just only pay me the amount I want. Whether you pay it with washed money, I'd just simply give me the full amount. You know, so that is what only means just focus on this. It doesn't mean always that it's simple. Sometimes it might imply simple. And we saw when we looked at John chapter 6, you can open to it now, John chapter 6, where our Lord Jesus said to the John 6, 28 and 29, please, where, where our Lord Jesus in his conversation with the Jews, where they were challenging him, and they said, okay, we are ready now. What is it? How do we walk the works of God? Tell us the seven mountains we need to climb. What are the eight books we need to read? What are the things we need to do? How many days of fasting? You know, who should I, what should I do? You know, what are the things I must do to walk the works of God? And our Lord Jesus gave the answer simply, and he said what? That you what? Might believe. 29, please. He said, Jesus answered and said to them, This word is the work of God. This, only this, only this and this alone is the work of God. What is it? Let me hear you, everybody. That you, that you believe in him whom he sent. He said, this is the work of God. Nothing on top. This is the work of God that you believe. Now, when you see this, and um, if you're like me in the past, you know, I've failed, missed a lot of things because I thought they were simple. Then I changed to the other level where I failed things because I made them complicated. Have I told you the story? I, I had... Um, I remember a particular course when I was in the university. It was management accounting. And during the year, the, the particular lecturer, you know, you know some of these lecturers that like women a lot. You know, when they like women a lot like that, girls a lot, they have to appear hard so that the women, girls will want to come and, you know, see them and, you know, uh, talk to them and all of that. So we had this lecturer who was just mean, you know, and for, for some of us then, we didn't know what we know now. So we're, you know, a bit, you know, uh, trounced, not very serious with our studies, you know, the lectures. So when it got to exam, after, uh, by the mercy of God, I dedicated time to study this course. When I got to the exam and saw the question, I said it can't be this simple. So what I did, I first complicated it. Do you get what I'm saying? I first, you know, took it and said, this thing cannot be this simple. You know, so I now made it difficult, then came back and solved it. Now, the truth is this, 
I just wasted my time because it was simple. Okay? But from the experience and the fear I had, I thought it should be more difficult. Okay? Just like we referred the other time when they said, if you go for an interview and they said, what's your name? You say, my name is Ike Noke. If they say, spell it. You shouldn't spell Ike Noke. You should spell IT. Because you just want everything to want to be at an attempt to fail you. Okay? So, so we, we can look at it at different angles. But this one now, we are not looking at it like that. If this is the work of God, then there must be something to it. Praise the Lord. And we must give attention to it. So on Wednesday, I begged us to please come to church on Wednesday or follow the services online on Wednesday. If you didn't, I beg you to please do. Why? Because we saw some hindrances to believing. And the first one is very simple. You cannot believe part. You know, our Lord Jesus speaking to us concerning the communion said, unless you eat my flesh and what? drink my blood you know what he was saying when what part of what he was saying there is that he's saying you can't take a part of me you can't you can't like the taste you know of cake and hate the calories of cake praise the lord no 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 you can't the same way if you're going to if it's uh, uh what was the other one beta cola yes the benefits of beta cola are there but you can't want the benefits of beta cola and then hate the taste. You have to take it together. That's what it means. Praise the Lord. So the first lesson we learned in believing is what? You have to believe all scripture. All scripture. You have to believe all scripture. God is a consuming fire. It's scripture. God is love. Is also what? The same God who is love is also what? Consuming fire. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the... You don't want to enter his trouble. The same way you don't want to miss his love. Both are scripture. His loving kindness is what? Better than life. Praise the Lord. You, you won't understand that scripture until you begin to have the experience. Okay? I don't want to tell you too many stories here, but I've told you of that my um, uh, Jewish auntie, the Israelite. Okay? When I was a young child, I thought Israel was only in heaven. So when I saw this auntie, I would just go and sit near her. For the whole day, I wouldn't eat. That's her loving kindness was better than food. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, the Bible said if Moses went to see God, he would spend 40 days and not eat. He, the Bible didn't say it was fasting. Fasting is that you see food and you're angry with people who are eating. And you wish you could report them. Ah, why are you not fasting? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? But you see, when you've eaten better food and see someone eating bread and coke, you don't, you don't feel anything. That's what, the, the, the sweetness of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you don't want to miss the sweetness of the Lord. You don't want to miss heaven. Tell somebody, see you in heaven. In your presence, what? Fullness, fullness of joy. That's how beautiful our God is. Praise the Lord. So all scripture... Both that one and the other one and the other one and those ones you don't like, all of them. The one on money also is part of scripture. Praise God. For women, the one that says, wives submit to your own husbands is scripture. Praise the Lord. Remember the man now and remember how difficult it is. It is also what? It's all scripture. And for the men, you know your part. You, if you didn't love her, you won't marry her. If, if your case is a case of, you know, for snapping, they forced you to marry her. 
See me after service. We'll find a way to address it. But you loved her to marry her, so continue. And all the women said what? Yes, continue. You began it, continue. Okay, all scripture. Then the second one is hardness of heart. The third one is what you give attention to. What and who you give, who you listen to. You know, how you hear. The fourth one is your audience. And this is very deep. I think you just need to get a tape, you know, go and watch it and, you know, get it. The last one is solidarity. Okay? It says to us have been given the privilege not only to believe in him, but also what? To suffer. To suffer for his sake. So I believe in Jesus is a privilege. And those who have that privilege, he also gives them what? The privilege of suffering for their belief. So some people say, if Jesus loves me, why am I going through this? It's because he loves you. As we're going to see in this scripture that we'll begin to, you know, do our study this morning. Come with me to Matthew 14, please. Matthew 14, we'll read from verse 22 to 33. Praise the Lord. Matthew 14, 22. Okay. Are we ready? So we'll read together. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Do you see that word again? Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sing, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Of God. May the Lord bless his word in our hearts and establish it in our lives in Jesus' name. Okay, we see here, we're still looking at believing and, um, you know, entering into the experience. The first verse there says, Jesus separated the people. He separated the disciples from the multitude. Okay, there's a response that God, you know, there is a difference in your life the moment you begin to show interest in the things of God. Not a few people have said that they didn't understand what happened to them. That they thought becoming a Christian was going to make everything to become so rosy. Okay? It's not the whole truth, but they're not far from the experience. Okay? Because what we see here was that Jesus made his disciples get into the boat while he sent the multitude away. Now, if you read some of the other accounts, you see that there were other boats, actually. So, he could have encouraged the whole multitude to do what? Make the journey. Praise the Lord. 
but he didn't want to expose the multitude to what he was exposing the disciples to. So a lot of the things that we and I are experiencing are reactions, are responses to God taking us seriously. Okay, I've told you the story of the young man who was in church and heard one of the sermons, you know, that we listened to in church where we challenged ourselves that we want to be full, total Christians, even today. And we looked at the passages where, they, where Lord Jesus Christ said to us, if they slap you on the right cheek, what should you do? Turn, and this, you know, just like you, I want to believe you also do. Prayed and said, Lord, here I am. You know, I'm ready. And in the week, he went to buy fuel. And while he was standing, waiting for his car to be filled up, somebody walked up and slapped him, you know, and just slapped him. There was, then he wanted to react because he's very muscular. He looks like Superman, you know. And then he remembered the prayer he prayed. And then instead of reacting, he began to thank God that he was counted worthy, that God took him seriously. Do you want God to take you seriously? Are you sure you want that? You will be strong in the Lord in Jesus' name. Anyway, so he made this separation because he was going to do something only for those who were interested in going further with him. The verse 23 says, When he ascended the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. You see, if you read 23 and 24 and stop, in fact, let's read 25. Okay, before we read 25, if you read 23 and 24 and stop, you might want to, you know, be caught in the same area where the devil, you know, cornered Adam and Eve, where he was able to convince them that the intentions of God towards them were not the best. Praise the Lord. Because he said, as he sent them away, when they now got to the middle, the journey Jesus sent them, the Bible says, they were being tossed by the waves. The wind was contrary. And Jesus was not there. If there's anything that looks like a setup, doesn't this look like a setup? This looks like a setup. You know, you sent us and you're not with us. And this is trouble. Praise God. But one of the things that we are going to have to believe about God is that God, our Father, God, your Father, God, my Father, wants what is good to the best, best of, all, of, of it for you and I so much more, so much more than we could ever know. Praise the Lord. God wants what is best for you. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your experience has been. It doesn't matter what your circumstances. The God you and I serve is a good God. Praise the Lord. He's a loving father. He's a father who cares. And because we know he's omnipotent, which is part of the problem, because you're wondering, God, if you're omnipotent, why didn't you solve this thing yesterday? But you see, you must believe his intentions. A couple of year, uh, months ago, we looked at the sum of his thoughts. God's thoughts towards us. You know, God has, you know, called us even to go beyond of just, beyond the level of just what people do or say. In fact, part of what we are going to be judged by is our thinking. And God is saying, this, my thoughts towards you are what? They are thoughts of good. Because thoughts are deeper than actions. Someone can be doing you good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was reading a passage. I can't remember which passage in the Bible. And the Lord, okay, yes, it's the same, um, it's the same, 
um, uh, John 6 that we're reading, where our Lord Jesus said to them, labor not for the food that perishes, okay? But for the food that endures to everlasting life. And the Spirit of God said to me, when you buy Christmas goat, don't you feed it? He said, imagine if the goat said you're the best because you're feeding it. No one like you, my ogre. You're fetching water for it. And the goat is looking at you. Big man. Say, you're feeding me. You're fetching water for me. He says, you see, if I feed you to eat you, did I really feed you? All the food the goat ate ended up where? In the belly of the man who fed him. Praise the Lord. So he says, thoughts. Because from the moment you saw that goat in the market, your thought was this would be a good goat to eat. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, if a coach, a trainer, let's take a boxing coach, sees a young man and looks at him and says, this will be a champion. You know, from the day he lays his hand on that young man, that man will be suffering. He'll be enduring pain. Praise the Lord. I think it's like what Banky would try to do to you if you told him you wanted to meet him at the gym. He will afflict you. I think if he has some problems with you before, he seizes the opportunity. He will so afflict you. Afflict you, okay? Now, he's doing that not really because he hates you, but because he wants you, what? To come out strong. Now, can you see that the difference in the two actions is now explained by the thoughts? Praise the Lord. So, when we read this passage and we say, he left them alone, I want you to see what 23 said. Verse 23 said, he went up by himself to the mountain world to pray. You know why? This God we serve will not expose you to a situation he has not made safe, so safe that you cannot fail. Praise the Lord, somebody. Let me reemphasize that. What was said is this. It said, every test that God will permit his child to go through, God himself sees to it that what? It is so safe. Have you watched those movies where they train uh, Navy SEALs? And you see sometimes, you know, they have to be underwater for minutes. Now, in as much as they're struggling, the instructor, the uh, medical personnel, they're there watching. And if for any reason the man or the woman or whoever the person is, is not going to make it, what happens? They intervene immediately. That is a lower level. Now, the level of God is that he knows already how much you can bear. So the Bible says, no temptation, no test has God permitted to befall you, but what? Such as is what? Come unto man. And then he says what? But with that temptation, what does he do? He makes a way. He will not allow, he doesn't look at you and know that your capacity is 15 kilos and give you 15.1. He will never do that. Why? Because he is father. Do you know that God's desire is that you be with him forever? Praise the Lord. So when we look at that passage, verse 23, it says, he went to pray. And can I tell you, sister, that God has already prayed. Jesus has already made it. He ever lives. He's making intercessions for you right now. What did he tell us about Peter? He said, Peter, Peter, Satan has, what, has desired to sift you as with, but I will pray for you. Is that what he said? 
No, he didn't say, I will pray. He says, I have prayed. Before Corona came, Jesus had prayed for you. Before that financial problem came, Jesus had prayed for you. Before that marital issue came, Jesus had prayed for you. He is eternal. Eternal past and eternal future. God does not read the news. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Do you know that before they got to the middle of the sea, he was already praying. So before they knew they had a problem, Jesus was praying already. That's what it means. That's what he's showing to us here. So he was praying before the trouble came. And while they were in the midst of the trouble, the Bible says, 25 says, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus now started coming to them. And how was he coming? He was coming walking on the sea. Praise the Lord. Have you visited people, you know, who had some, when we were growing up, I had this neighbor, you know, they had a Great Danes. How many know the Great Dane brand of dogs? They are very big, you know, and terrifying. They had Great Danes and some, you know, very ugly things that, that looked like they fed human beings, they fed on human beings in the night. We actually thought that they ate some, you know, very well things. But when we go to their house, the way they will control those dogs, okay, the way they will handle them, you know, we're all children, also gave us confidence to, you know, come close to those dogs. Why? Because we thought if these are friends had such authority over them. Now the Bible says our Lord Jesus came to them, what? Walking on the sea. Jesus was saying, this sea that is terrifying you, I am threading it underfoot. Praise the Lord, somebody. The circumstance that is making you shake, he says, I am walking on it. Praise the Lord. He said, look at me. That's why the Bible said to us, this is the work of God. That you what? Might believe in him. Because when you believe in him, everything falls into place. You know, it's like a, a puzzle. Once you just get this key, everything begins to fall in. So there were still, at this point, the waves were there. Praise God. Now, the boat is designed to keep you safe in the water. Okay? So, if you were a regular swimmer, you probably may not survive swimming in the waves, where there is a wave. Okay? But if you had a boat, your chances were more. But now, our Lord Jesus didn't come to them swimming in the waves. He came to them walking on the waves. Remember, they are still in the boat. Now, the expectation is this. If you are in the boat and you're troubled, if your master is walking on the waves, what should you do? Look to him. That's what he said. The same thing was, this is the work of God. That what you might believe. The same thing we said at, I think, second Sunday of the year. I said, if we got things right, every year, every class, you know, one child once asked us, um, once asked us in church, or rather, I think, as the parents, he said, when are we going to graduate from church? You see, because the child goes to primary school and then graduates, you know, goes to secondary school and finishes. So this church we're going to, when is our grad? Which class are you? Ask, help me ask your neighbor even, which class are you in this church? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Which class? So that we're not always doing nursery. You know, that's what Paul said. He said, at a time where you ought to be what? Headmistresses and headmasters. We're still teaching you elementary things. Okay, so... And he was expecting them. He was expecting them to say, okay, if our master 
is walking on the sea. We are in the boat, we are not safe. If we can connect to him. Now, but the challenge was this. They did not know at this time that their master could walk on the sea. Praise the Lord. Follow me very, you know, carefully here. They didn't know their master could walk on the sea. But there was something they knew. Let's read the passage now. Verse 25 says, when the disciples, leave him now. When the disciples saw somebody walking on the sea. Are you following me now? Just keep your eyes on the passage. When the disciples saw somebody walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying what? It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. Now, look at me now. Now, they didn't know Jesus could walk on the sea. Now, who taught them Ojuju Kalaba could walk on the sea? Are you with me? Why do we credit power to the one who has no power? And deny power from the one who... (laughs) Praise the Lord. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John tells us, in him was life. And the life was what the light. Jesus is God. He is the one who created all things. He is your master. Why do I doubt his ability and credit power to things he created? Do you know that, I mean, I believe none of you here, but many Christians will tremble more before a native doctor than they tremble when they see something from the word of God. That's why the moment they saw something, this powerful somebody walking on the sea, it has to be a ghost. All the while they'd been with Jesus. Why didn't their immediate reaction be? That must be Jesus. I'm giving you an assignment. You must drill yourself. Until you get to the point where your default mode is faith. Not fear. Is someone hearing me? Where your default mode is what? Is faith. You know there were days when I used to travel you know, quite frequently. And sometimes when I travel, maybe the time I should come in, I don't come in. And maybe for some reason there is no communication. My wife will be panicking. And I'll be telling her, I say, get yourself to the point where if the time passes, just thinking that some major blessing is delaying this man. Maybe he stops aside to collect some millions or something. If somebody get it, why should it be that any uncertainty, you credit it to ghost? Why not credit it to the faithfulness of God? To the power of God? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? They said it's a ghost. They didn't say it may be. They just said that thing. If he's walking on water, it must be a ghost. If I feel that symptom, it must be this. Abba. Do you know the symptoms of hunger? Do you know hunger causes bad eyesight? Do you know it has emotional effects also? Do you know it can cause madness? (laughs) Praise God. Yes. I mean, why do you just feel something? And then, you know, I just, I mean, I love doctors. I admire doctors. I really admire, are there doctors in the house? Are medical doctors? Okay, just wave to me. You know why I respect them? I could never read medicine. The, the, the volume of study they did to become medical doctors, I respect it because I can't do it. Me, instead, I'll sell, I'll sell pure water. I can't read it. If you see their books... I can't be a medical doctor. I mean, I just, I'm not able. However, I wonder what they've done to people. You go to the doctor, you sit down, and then whatever they tell you, you leave there, say the doctor said, I envy their power. Do you understand? 
No, no, no. I'm going somewhere because this, you know, I tell you some things, I write it down. I don't write a lot, but some I write. The Lord said to me, challenge your people till they believe me more than they believe the doctor. And this is the illustration he gave to me. Okay, this is outside of the ceremony. I didn't know I would share with us today. He said, if someone had some incident, maybe whatever it was, you know, and then for some reason finds himself in the hospital and then they run some medical checks and finish the checks and, you know, two doctors or let's say one doctor sits him down and says, sit down. Has doctor ever told you after your test, sit down? Okay, you people don't understand what I'm saying. When a doctor invites you and says, sit down, that's your test. You know that, that time your heart is going like, your heart. (laughs) And they say, sit down, sit down, sit down. And then you sit down. The doctor says, "Um, we've looked at the test results. Let me see where I wrote it. We looked at the test results and um, because of what we saw, okay? Uh, There are young children here, but because of what you saw, no sex again. Because, you know, your heart can... Now, now, for the married person, the first thing is going to tell the wife, that's it. But why would somebody be in fornication or adultery and be telling God, I'm struggling with it? You're not struggling with it. You're rebelling against God. Because if a doctor told you that, do you get what I'm saying? Nobody. Nobody. They said, what we saw, okay, that area... That area, Mm-mm. no go area now. The only thing you pray is the anointing of father or sister. That's for the married. Though. Now for the, I, I want you to see what it means to believe God. The Bible says the man that commits fornication adult sins against his own body. But people are doing it every time. And they say, I love God. You're a liar. You're deceiving yourself. The same doctor says to you, with what we saw, Whatever, um, you know, whatever name. They say, you cannot eat meat again. There are some people here who don't eat meat again. Not that they don't like meat. The doctors say, don't eat meat again. You cannot eat. If you have to eat fish, you have to eat it boiled. You know, it's getting more boring. And then they now, they sometimes they say, don't eat the skin. You know, the, the, the person will just be taking notes. Okay, doctor, if I don't eat it, okay. And then uh, if I drink water, how should I drink the water? Isn't that how people sit in front of doctors? Because you believe doctors. What are you believing them for? For biological life. For biological life. Then you come and say, God, you are almighty. God, you are omnipotent. You You don't believe it. Because if you believed it, that's how you sit before God. Speak, O Lord, for your servant hears. That's what you say to him. But you don't believe it. You don't. You know. So that, that's what he said to me. He, he said, okay, the other, the other expert, he said, okay, say, based on what we saw, you have to keep yourself active. Minimum every day you must jog or run for one hour. Nobody will argue with it. These are human beings. These are doctors that you may get a second reference and they will give you the opposite, you know, instruction. But you will take it, you don't immediately, I want you to see the power when Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe, if you believe in Jesus, you will lay hands on the sick and expect recovery. Because when you take drugs, Panadol, you expect the headache to go. But when they lay hands on you, you say thank you. Because, uh, you know, be going. Now give me the, 
Give me the one that can, I can feel, that can contact me. You see, I, I want us to get this thing. That, that's why I'm interrupting almost, but you know, God will help us. Jesus said to um, one of the um, men who came to him, he said, go, your child lives. And he went. These are things written for us. These are our people. These are our examples. So he says to you, it is well with you. He says to you, fear not. He says to you, you will have children. What is there to bother about? We've had cases of people without wombs conceive children. Who created womb? Who gives children? The faith you believe in, believe that a woman without the seed of a man conceived. What other impossibility are you waiting for proof for? Praise the Lord. Anyway, so after they said it's a ghost, Jesus said, no, I'm bigger than ghost. It's me, it's not ghost. Praise the Lord. He said, he said it is I. That was the answer. It is I. That's what he's expecting you to see. In every situation, you know, we, we can analyze what brought corona and what is taking corona away. But whatever it is, the Bible says, will there be calamity in a place unless the Lord, whether you say he does it or permits it, that's your business. But what I know is that as long as this world exists, nothing can happen in this world that God didn't approve. If God can handle something, it cannot happen. Praise the Lord. Oh, you know, anything he can't handle, he has never lost control of a situation. Every situation that manifests, both publicly, privately, personally, anywhere, he can handle it. The only thing is, will you follow him? Will you follow his instructions? If you do watch, I know most of us don't watch that. I may not encourage you to watch. If you watch uh, airplane disasters, you're going to find that no matter how terrible the situation is on air. The pilot, by training and by wisdom, knows that the controller, the, the uh, what's it called? The person from the control tower, he has to take instructions from them. He's not at risk of those people on ground. But they'll be the ones telling him what to do. Say, you know, go three degrees, go this. In his panic, left alone, no matter what he does, he cannot land safely. But he submits. It's the same way. The way our troubles and challenges come over sometimes, it overwhelms us. And we want to say, let me handle this my way. But Jesus keeps saying, no matter what it is, listen for my voice. Listen for my voice. He said, my sheep, what do they do? You know, we are called the sheep of what? His pasture. Okay, we are called the sheep of his hand, the people of his pasture. We are sheep. Christians are sheep. Now, do you know that the safest measure that has been given for sheep for their preservation is that they hear the voice of their shepherd? Sheep has no other defense mechanism. It's the same way for you and I. It, the, the moment you miss sight of following him, what can you do? How much can you do? To what extent can you safeguard yourself? But as long as you follow his voice, he, the one who sees the end from the beginning, will see to it that he navigates you out. You see, you and I always see situations. You know, we see them, what's this one called? Horizontally, a bit. We see them horizontally. So whether it's before us, or it's behind us, or it's to our right, or to our left, it's horizontal. But the God you and I serve, how does he see it? He sees it vertically. That view is completely different. I'm telling you, the view of God concerning your situation is so different from what you're seeing. 
And if you will listen to him, that's why we all use Google Maps. The Google map that is directing you is not leading you from uh, Aquete Avenue. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's from space. It's seen everything. So in this account, Jesus said to them, it is I. What is, what is he saying? He says, I'm the one. I'm the one. I know contrary to your uh, expectation, it's not a ghost. It is Jesus. I mean, I, was the, I created whatever you call ghost. I'm the father of all spirits. Okay. And then something happens there that is very interesting. Verse 28. Let everybody say, and Peter. Can you put your name in place of Peter? And he can answer him and say, Lord, if it is you, what? Command me to come to you on the water. That is someone who begins to, you know, understand what this thing is about. He said, Master, is it you? Let's enjoy the ride. Notice Peter didn't say, Master, if it is you, please stop the waves immediately. He didn't say that. Come to see immediately. No. He said, together, let us tread on this nonsense. That is what the Bible says. It says, you are more than what? Conquerors. You see, Christians are not survivors. We are more than conquerors. For everything, go and read the Old Testament. For every time they ganged up against the righteous, against the righteous. For every time they ganged up against them, you know what? They were promoted. Every time. So that's why when I tell you, you know, keep your hands straight, live your life well. It means in the office, whatever gang up, at home, whatever, anywhere, whatever plot that is plotted against can only end up what? Working for your good. That's, that's, that's just the only way out. So, so, so Peter said, Master, if it is you that I know, command me, that power, that thing you're riding on can take me as well. So Jesus said to him, come. And you know the story, Peter came out and went down, you know, and started walking on the water to go to Jesus. Thirty says, but when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sing, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. We're going to deal with that, you know, at some other time. But what we know is that Peter walked, what, on water. So wherever the principality that moves waves is, he'll be humbled. Because they will say, eh, eh, Jesus walked on water. Is he not our creator? Eh? Then they will say to him, his servants will say, but oh boy, Peter walked on you too. Are you getting what I'm saying? But what? Peter did what? Peter treaded on you. That's the, that's, that's the faith you and I should come up to. But where I want to get to because of our time that is going, is verse 31. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to Peter, read that part for me. What did he say to Peter? Oh, you of little faith. Wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh. So this Peter we are talking about, this faith is little. Praise the Lord. This faith is what? Habba. I thought this was, Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. When I saw that, the Spirit of God said, no, no, no. If the one who walked on water is little faith, what about the ones who were paralyzed with fear in the boat? What about the ones paralyzed with fear in the boat? Oh, you of little faith. Peter, little faith, I thought we should be applauding him. But Jesus was saying, if you knew, like he said to the woman at the well, if you knew who it was, who spoke to you, who said, give me water, you would ask, if you knew who called you, what is boisterous wind? I've, I've said, come. See, Jesus was saying, Peter, do you understand? The sun, the sun is revolving. The stars are there. The world, do you know the world is still expanding? How many of us know that? The world is still growing. The stars are still, there are more things. We don't know whether there are more coming out or whether they are able to see better. 
But they are discovering new planets, new systems, and all of that. Every day, the better the telescope they get, the more they can see. You know why? Because your father, our father said, let there be light. He hasn't said stop. So Jesus was saying, Peter, (laughs) I said come. I didn't say drown. This morning, what has God said to you? Praise the Lord. Did he say to you, you are above and not beneath? Did he say to you, you are the head and not the tail? Did he say to you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Why should you accommodate things that make you, you know, behave like a child of this world? Why? Did he say to you, I have redeemed you? Did he say to you, I, I created you in my image, in my likeness? Is that what he said to you? Did he say you are sealed with the seal of my spirit? Did he say that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? Did he say that to you? Have I withdrawn that? That's what he said. He said, Peter, I said, come. At this point, he was not talking about the people in the boat. Peter, I said, come. I said, be healed. Praise the Lord. I said, be delivered. I said, you step on serpents and scorpions and they'll by no means harm you. Didn't I say that? I said, be fruitful and multiply. Didn't I say that? Didn't I say that by you, I will make known my wisdom unto principalities and powers? Didn't I say that? Didn't I say to you that NS expectation of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God? Didn't I say that to you? Didn't I say to you that you're my battle axe? Didn't I say that? Have I withdrawn? Have I said I made a mistake? Am I the son of man that I should repent? Didn't I say that? Didn't I say, say ye to the righteous what? It is what? Well with you. Didn't I say that? That's what he was saying. He said, I'm happy when you believe. But you have to believe to the end. That's what he was saying to Peter. He said to Peter, little faith. Now, let's see the rest of the people and what happened with them. Verse 32 says, and when they got into the boat, (laughs) what happened? Praise God. When I saw this one again, I, I said, Lord, this thing is becoming too much. So all that wind was Shakara. You know, in one instance, Jesus commanded the wind to cease. Do you know? In this instance, the moment he entered, the wind ceased. If you didn't listen to the sermon where we learned, you know, I think somehow God keeps some deeper things from Wednesdays. Do you know we learned here that all these things is a test? Why is it that when he got into the boat, the thing didn't continue? The moment Jesus got into the boat, without a word, so all that thing was to test if they could believe him. He didn't have substance. Let me help you. Many things that you think are about to kill you, if you knew there were a test, you will sit back. Your seat has back. Just relax now. Just sit back. No, sit back. Just relax and laugh. Do you understand? And laugh. It's a test. It's a, it is measured. It is measured. When he got into the boat, the wind ceased immediately. The next line is very interesting. The next line is where I'm, I'm going to end to, for this time. The next line, this is what happened. 33 says, then those who were in the boat, those who failed the test, they came and worshipped him. They said, truly. So all the time he's been lying. Truly, you are the son of God. Truly, you are the son of God. The test is over. Truly, you are the son of God. All this why he didn't know. Now, now, what is there is this? Praise God. What is there is this, brethren? Is that, he said, this is the work of God that you might work, that you might believe. Now, can you give us John, John, um, is it 20? John 20, 31, please. John 20, 31. Okay. John 20, 31 says what? He said, but these things are written that you may what? 
believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing what? You may have life in his name. Do you know what happened to those people? They didn't leave the moment. Do you know for, the, for weeks, they would tap Peter and say, how was it? What did you feel under your leg? Is someone with him? What did you feel? Was it like foam? Was it like carpet? Was it like grass? How was it? Now, this was something they were all to experience. But because they did not believe him, they missed the life. Listen to me. Heaven is difficult, you know, but his grace has assured us, okay, that the highway of holiness, nobody. So, I trust God you will make heaven. But I want you to go to the next level. Where it talks about life in his name. It says, I've come that you may have what? Life and have it what? I want you to decide that the way you live today, you will tomorrow look back to today and say, I lived life. No matter what we saw, Peter, they respected him. Jesus walked on water. Not only Jesus, they will correct him. Peter also walked on water. The rest, what happened? They held tightly to themselves in the boat. Only to realize at the end of the day that the Son of God was in their midst. Let's rise on our feet. That believing you may have what? Life. Some of us are not living anymore. Because of one fear or the other. Because of one disappointment or the other. Because of one experience or the other. Because of one thing the doctor said or the other. Because of one thing World Health Organization said. Because of one thing the uh, 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 Major General whoever said. Because of one thing. You're not living again. But the Son of God, he said, believe in me so that you can have life. Life in my name. Not life in your environment. My time is gone, so I don't want to go into details there. So, just because of understanding. He said, you have life in, in, in his name. The word in talks about a place. It's a location. Praise the Lord. Is a location. It's the same thing Psalm 91 begins to tell us. He that dwells where? In. In. There's a location. In that location. Do you know what is in that location? There's absolute safety. There's absolute certainty. There is no shaking. There the fire will not burn you. The rivers will not overflow you. Nothing can stop you. Nobody can harm you. In that place. Is a location. It was the place the three Hebrew boys got into. And when they were put in the fire, they saw where they were in. All the while they were in Christ. But the fire revealed their container separately. It's a place. Child of God, you don't know what you miss when you don't believe Jesus. In every area. Even in your finances. Some of us have money, but we are poor now. Because we don't believe in him. We can't pay our debts. We can't give willingly. We can't serve God. We are just under captivity. Because we don't believe in his name. You're always thinking your future. Every time you sit down, you calculate seven years from now. If the money you have can handle seven years from now, you calculate 17. And you calculate assuming dollar becomes 2,000 naira. Then uh, this one will not be able to happen. Then you start dying, you start dying. All of a sudden, when somebody says, hello, how are you? You say, what is there to be hello and how are you about? Do you know the problems at... Is somebody get? He said that believe there is life in Him. 
There is life when you believe in him. You know that he's got you what? Covered. It's not, you know, the, the, the things you don't have. Life partner. This one or that one. That one or that one. They will not move you because in him, there is a location. It's a location where you look around. And you see that all things are working for your good. You see that you're, you're, you're carefully thought for. You're carefully looked after. He loves you. Praise the Lord. So, so this morning, in closing, you know, because of limited time, I want to take you to one other scripture and I, I'm gone from here. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. We know that very well. Quiet, you can come. So I'll get out quickly. It says, this is what it says to us. In everything, if we had time, maybe some other time, we'll look at that whole passage because it's very... It says, in everything, what should you do? It said, give thanks. In everything, how many things? What should you do? Because everything is good. No. (laughs) No, no. It's because you're believing in him. It's because there is a life in him. Look at it now. It says, in everything I should give thanks. It says, for this is the will of God, what? In Christ Jesus for you. Simply what he's saying is this. He said, this is the will of God for those of you who believe in Christ. If you believe in me, then be sure that no situation, no delay, no denial, no attack, no plan, no plot, no uh, fifth columnist, nothing, nothing can harm you if you believe in me. If you believe in me, then you can understand that all things are working for your good. Can we begin to celebrate the Lord? Can we begin to appreciate the Lord? Can we begin to thank him as believers in Jesus? Can we appreciate the Lord? Can we raise a heart of gratitude, a heart of thanksgiving that the one we believe in The the, the pastor says, I know whom I believed. That is what makes the difference. It's not what I hold. It's not what I... I Don't stop clapping, please. Don't stop, don't stop. Don't stop. He's deserving of our praise. Don't wait for me. Quiet, you can just go ahead because I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful that I believe in him. That I have him. I'm not joining on this world alone. I'm not alone. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. Somebody says, why are you rejoicing? He says, I have him. I believe in him. My life is in him. I'm not just living. I'm living in him. I'm not existing. I'm not waiting to say you are the son of God. Already I know you are the son of God. I believe you are the son of God. You created the heavens and the earth. You are the mighty God. You are the everlasting father. There is none comparable to you. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you.
You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.